Bilingual in America. Tunei el loga fi America. Bilinguismo negli Stati Uniti. Bilingue in America. Ser bilingue en America. I'm Suzanne Lasser. I'm Yarina Sension, and this is Bilingual in America. Hi, I'm Yarina Sension. Tao and Eli Air are two brothers in a family of nine siblings. Eli and brother Noah began Allegra Learning with a vision to empower kids around the globe to be the architects of their own future. These three brothers have built partnerships in the United States to help some of the largest school districts in the country and serve English language learners with digital learning programs. Both Tal and Eli have spent time and lived abroad in order to feel close to a culture outside of their own. Eli speaks Spanish and has lived in Japan, while Tal speaks both German and Portuguese and is currently living in Switzerland. Joy School English is produced by Allegra Learning, an educational company with this simple mission, a life full of meaningful connection while they are headquartered in Provo, Utah, Allegra Learning's impact is felt on an international level. Let's listen in as co-host Suzanne Lasser talks about the power of language learning through Joy School English. Good afternoon. I'd love to give a strong welcome to Eli and Tal from Allegra Learning. And they're here today to talk with our listeners they have an amazing story, a personal journey about their own language experience. And in addition, how they use that experience to support this company that their family began. But before we get to Allegra, I'd love to have Eli, why don't you start, uh, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your language journey. Well, great. So yeah, Tal and I are, are brothers. Um, we come from a family of, of nine kids. Tal is the, let's see, he's the sixth and I'm the eighth of nine. And uh, there's five boys, four girls. Tal is an amazing, one of my best friends in the world. We've worked together a lot over the years. We share a common love for a lot of different things, including language learning and travel and basketball and uh, funny movies, all that stuff. So we've got a lot of fun memories together over the years. But Tal is, is also the tallest in the family. He comes in about, you can't tell on a podcast, but he's about, I think, six, eight, six, nine. Um, I'm known as the run to the family because I'm only six foot three. So that gives you some context on, on the, the height in our family. But uh, yes, just had my fourth child about 12 days ago. And uh, his name is Simon. Really exciting. Yes. Yeah, so we are in, you know, we're in that amazing phase where you just have this newborn child in your life. And it's just amazing to see everything developing. And not long from now, he's going to start developing his own language. It's just, it's so cool to see all that come together and brain and the mind of a child. But, but my language learning experience is that I, I grew up and I studied Spanish in high school and, and a little bit in college. And 
I anticipated I wanted to go serve as a, a missionary. The way that works is you say, I want to be a missionary, and they send you a letter that comes in the mail, and you have no idea where it's going to be or what language you're going to speak. And so so I was a Christian missionary where they sent me a letter and said, hey, we want you to go live in Tokyo, Japan for two years and learn Japanese. And, and, okay. and, uh, and uh, so you can imagine my shock uh, when I saw that. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> different so I, than Spanish, uh, but okay. A little different than Spanish, yeah. <laughs> and I did uh, about 11 weeks of intensive Japanese training at a training center and thought that I kind of had some skills or could maybe make it. And then I got to Japan and for the next, um, I don't know, a few months, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I was trying so hard to speak, but it was just like, there's a very big difference when you go from speaking in a class to being right there in the, in the environment. But, but I, I, because of that experience, I'm a firm believer in, in just, you know, immersing yourself as much as you can in, in the language and the culture. And so I just tried as hard as I could to speak Japanese every single day to every person I saw. And over time, I, I learned Japanese and I was able to speak. And, and that bilingual nature has, has been really exciting to me as I've been able to travel back to Japan quite a bit in the last you know, five years or so and, and be able to use that Japanese. And this is now you know 20 years ago or so. So I have forgotten some of it, but it's amazing how when I get there and I start speaking, um, it comes back and it's just it's a really cool way to connect with people language is a connector and the second I start speaking Japanese to someone I feel like I just have this instant connection with them similar to if someone came to the U.S. and started speaking English to me so so uh, that's kind of my journey personally when it comes to language and I've spent my whole career um, with various educational technology platforms that help kids learn English and learn confidence build that oral language production confidence and and excitement about learning and about speaking just thinking about this human connection right and your ability to use spanish your ability to use japanese your ability to create a program that is allowing for greater human connection and that is so important and so of course in my head i'm wondering about the cultural experience but we'll get back to that later so um, yeah. what about you tal what you know what was your journey like as opposed to that which your brother just shared with us Thanks, Suzanne. It's great to be on with you. Basically, mine was very similar, but I, I was called to serve for two years in Brazil. So I learned Portuguese and it was so amazing to learn a new language and to, to sort of take a deeper look at English while I was learning Portuguese and kind of make more sense of, of both languages. And then I had the fortunate uh, opportunity to meet my wife, who is Swiss. And she is, we met in New York City while I was working there. And she told me right away, look, I, I really like you, but I want you to know that I'm going to be moving back to Switzerland. And uh, if, if you want to be with me, I'm going to be in Switzerland, basically. So <laughs> I, lo I loved how uh, straightforward she was on that because I said right away, that's great. I love new experiences and living in new places and we, we continued on without a bump in the road. And, and here we are in Switzerland. I'm learning German. I'm learning high German first. And then there's a, the dialect of Swiss German. So it's basically two languages that I'm learning right now. Very interested in continuing to learn. It's a very slow process here because everybody speaks English. So I try and talk to people 
and and in German, and they say, "Ah, oh, let's just talk in English." <laughs> so, <laughs> don't give up. Don't give uh, up, Cal. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Suzanne. So my my experience is one of when I learn a new language, I really feel closer to the culture, and I feel uh, closeness to the people in that culture. I find it so interesting and important to do that. So that's my brief story there. And I think the fact that uh, you mentioned about, you know, this closeness of the culture and people, and that is part of the bilingual experience, right? Language is not an entity unto itself. There, it is interconnected with food, with culture, with tradition. And the fact that you recognize that I'm sure is um, what has allowed you to be successful in your personal world, but also in the professional world and the relationships that you build. For our listeners, just so you know, I met Tal a number of years ago when we were both doing different things, but also focused on language acquisition for students. And so we've continued to be in touch. And I was thrilled to hear that they started another company, uh, Allegra Learning. And I know Eli is going to share about Allegra Learning. And they also interestingly started this with another brother, Noah, who isn't online today. I'm sure that Eli and Tao will uh, represent all that Allegra has in a way that will make him proud. Yeah, definitely. Noah, Noah would love to be here too, but he's off camping and with his son. So we feel like that was, you know, having some bonding time out in the wilderness. We feel like that was a pretty good excuse, but I would agree. Um, <laughs> but I'll just add it for Tal. What's really cool about Tal and Anita, his wife, is they have a, they have a daughter named Anina and she's nine and she was born in New York City, but then she spent the last, I don't know, five years since you guys moved to Switzerland, Tal. And it's, it's really fun. We just got to spend a few weeks with her. They came out to the States to visit. And I've seen her in Switzerland and I've seen her here. And she speaks perfect German and Swiss German when she's in, she's in Switzerland. But then she comes to the U.S. or she's in, talking with me I don't, or, or her cousins who don't speak German or Swiss German. And her English is, is perfect as well. And it's just so cool to see how she can perfectly integrate into the culture in Switzerland. But then she comes here to the U.S because of her English background and, and speaking and confidence in speaking English, she's, she's right at home here in the U.S. too. So I just think it's really cool, like Tao was saying, that when you have that language ability and even the desire to try it, uh, it just it opens up those connections like we've been talking about. And his daughter's a really cool example of that. It's clear, right, that your family values bilingualism, this idea of being fully immersed, connecting with the language and using that as a tool for learning. So Eli, tell us about Allegra, how it came to be and sure, what your sure. ultimate goal is for it. Tal and Noah and I all, yeah, we've, we've worked together. We've had the privilege of working together uh, for a lot of our careers. And a part of that was with a previous company where we, um, we, we helped build a, this, a company called Imagine Learning, a wonderful organization who you're familiar with, Suzanne, but they do a great job creating educational technology to teach English to speakers of other languages here in the U.S. And uh, we all worked there for a long time and had a wonderful experience and were able to, to work in a lot of different places in the United States. And uh, anyway, a wonderful company, but we always had kind of the itch to kind of do something on our own and the itch to integrate even more technology into the language learning experience and a really intense desire to do this internationally as well. 
let's see, about three and a half years ago, Noah first decided to break away and, and with a couple of other founders started Allegra Learning. And then I joined about six months later um, once they had kind of a minimum viable product to start to, to, to kind of get the word out about it. And uh, our whole thing is, is we, we believe in the power of language. We believe in the power of multilingualism. We believe, like we've been talking about, that language is a connector. So our mission statement as a company is a life full of meaningful connection. And we feel like if we can help kids, specifically young kids, those youngest kids, if we can help them build that confidence, specifically in oral language production, that we feel like it opens up amazing opportunities and it allows them to connect just like, just like we're talking about. And, you know, especially during these times during COVID where, you know, interpersonal connection has been limited a little bit because of the fact that all over the world we've been in lockdowns and quarantines and things like that. And, and so we want to use technology to facilitate this as much as possible. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to replace an actual human to human conversation interaction. That's what we want to have. But we can also use technology to create these cool virtual interactions as well, where we can right. practice speaking and we can go back and forth and, and make those connections. And now it's kind of the world hopefully is starting to kind of reopen up and we're back in school and things. We want these kids to be able to come in and have confidence and be able to speak and immediately make those connections. Because I feel like connections and, and confidence are totally interrelated. And I think, you know, anybody who's spent time in a school system and in a school knows that confidence is key in learning when a student wants to be there when they want to be there and they're not scared to be there that you know it changes everything right so we're, we're trying to employ things like speech recognition technology and artificial intelligence and machine learning and things to be able to kind of foster these virtual interactions and conversations and be able to coach the kids on their speaking and give them that confidence when it comes to oral language production and obviously you know literacy and all those things come along as well uh, but but having that confidence in the oral language piece, especially at a young age, we feel is paramount. So that's kind of our core differentiator is we're focusing really heavily on oral language production, on speaking, creating language. Um, and then in addition to that, while we're doing that, we, we have a big focus on social emotional learning. So we're teaching values like courage and honesty and responsibility and respect. And so while they're learning to speak and while they're learning English, we're also integrating this social emotional piece in there because we feel like language is so important, but also also as important as that as being, you know, a well-rounded, good individual, a global sure. citizen. So we're trying to marry those two things. I think that's a, a beautiful matrimony that you, you know, you've put together, right? And I think about, you know, oftentimes we'll tell our families, please maintain your native language in the home. That's the best thing that you can do. Let us focus on the English. And so with access through technology, using you know, a program like Allegra, children can continue to practice their oral proficiency at home independently, right? With the support sure. of this of artificial intelligence without compromising the language of the home for communication. Because as you said, we know that when the children and the parents don't literally speak the same language, that lack of connection uh, can result in challenges with social emotional development, I can establish a barrier between families here connecting with totally. back home. Yeah. It sounds like a, a really wonderful opportunity. And then just as a, a language teacher, you know, we always used to talk about the effective filter, right? How is what's happening with language learning affecting the emotional, you know, status of the child? And so the idea of helping to build them 
and their identity in English is huge. Tal, I don't know if there's anything else you, you want to add on in terms of where you see Allegra going and, you know, long-term hopes and goals for the company. Sure, sure. Suzanne, I feel like it's important to distinguish between there's, there's actually the parent company, which is Allegra Learning, and then the actual app. And, and, and the program is called Joy School. So Joy School English is the app that you could that would be found on the app stores anywhere you can find apps, and and it's basically a part of the Allegra Learning team. So just to clarify that, but basically we see this going worldwide, and it already is. We're pretty excited about all the different countries that we've we've worked with. I personally have worked with Brazil, and it's so fun to see kids using the program in Brazil. Uh, we started really early with China, and um, Eli, maybe you can chime in with some of the countries that you're working with and that you're aware of. Yeah, so we, we're excited. We have kids in 25 different countries using Choice School English, um, using our platform, whether it be, you know, in Ministry of Education, public schools, or international schools, or a lot of times we partner with language training organizations that have you know, after-school language training programs and things like that, whether it be Mexico or Peru or Chile or uh, the United Arab Emirates or Vietnam, Japan. We, it, it's pretty fun to be able to, we have a team uh, of partnership directors that are out, you know, trying to find part, great partners who share our vision and share the values that we have and, and share the understanding of the power of multilingualism and and, uh, and so we're, we're doing that all over the world, but also in the United States, we have some, some really exciting partnerships with some school districts in Texas and California, starting to do some work in New York and in New York State and in the New York City Department of Education. And, you know, it's, what's interesting is, there, you know, learning English in a, in a foreign environment, the EFL piece is a little bit different than the ESL piece that we see, you know, as students coming in and learning in the United States. But at the end of the day, like, you know, these, these are all these kids that we want, we, we have the same goal for them. And that is multilingualism, that is bilingualism, that is the ability to have that confidence to speak in your native language, but also in, you know, in a, in a second language. We have very high goals and aspirations to be able to go to the, the far reaches of the earth. Uh, we actually have one of our colleagues uh, is in Ghana right now. He, he was able to, we were partnering with an organization there where we're able to donate licenses to a school in, in Ghana. So he's been there with his family, uh, with these kids, getting the program set up. Uh, our sister is actually headed to Austin, Texas next week to work with a group there that takes in refugees. Um, and so they're there with, with their parents. They're not native English speakers, but but they're really excited to use Joy School English with these kids to get their path to English, English fluency going. And, and so, you know, we want to reach as far as we can. We're obviously biased because we're creating this, but we feel like it's a wonderful platform and, and we've seen the joy that it's bringing to kids and their families. And um, it's also really cool for us going back to that connection piece is to, to be able to connect with these amazing partners all over the world in the U.S. and abroad who are people like you, Suzanne, who, who have dedicated their lives to educating kids and, and have a strong passion for it. And it's just so invigorating to, to talk and work with these people and then partner together and find this problem that is, you know, whatever it might be and how can we solve it together. And, 
And again, using that language to make those connections is, is a beautiful thing. Yes, it's uh, amazing to think that you're, you know, you're already in 25 countries, right? And the company is still growing, right? So it's clear that with what Tal shared, that Leg was the overarching company, but you know, Joy School English is just one part of that tree. I think about um, recently, you know, you, there was a, a book that was coming out called um, From Equity Insights into Action. And one of the, the four elements that they talk about is about connections, right? And autonomy. And I think that the program will allow students to do that, to build connections, but also to have autonomy in their learning. And that is so important when we think about language development, recognizing that the West Coast, at least here in the US, always seems to be a little bit ahead of us in terms of uh, language learning programs. So hopefully the East Coast will, will get on board with Joy School English because I can see it supporting not only in the classroom, but in extended day programs, in community organizations for a variety of reasons. So talk a little bit about the platform. You know, when we worked with Imagine, you had access not only from Spanish to English, but um, with other native language supports. Uh, is Joy School English similar to that? That's a great question. So, so we did have a lot of experience with that language, native language support, but, but we actually made a strategic decision when we built Joy School English, um, supported by research, to because we're starting, so we're, our initial target age range is like four to seven-year-olds, even some three-year-olds. Mm -hmm. So we're starting with brand new language learners and we decided to, to not include that native language support. So it's, so it's all in English, um, but the goal is to really push them to that oral language production and speaking in English. But the cool thing about technology is we can do a lot of things to really, you know, when we're using multi-sensory learning and we're using um, a lot of different uh, research-based tactics to be able to, uh, you know, help them kind of figure things out and get things going. And so it, what's cool about this is it might be a student in, in, in White Plains, right, that's, that speaks Spanish at home, but is, is using this in, in the kindergarten or pre-K, or it might be a student in China that's never even heard English. Exactly. Uh, they have no idea. They don't speak it at home. It's not even anywhere on their radar, but the technology, um, it allows them to be able to get in. You know, kids are digital natives, right? They get on something and they're able to just jump in and go right into it. And so we use a lot of those different things, whether it's, you know, it's games, it's music, it's, it's repetition, it's, um, things like speech recognition technology where they can actually they hear a model say something and they say now it's your turn and they and they record themselves and the speech rec will come in and it'll, it'll analyze whether or not they're saying this phrase or word right if they say it right then they get feedback great job let's move on to the next thing if they say it wrong the the model will then slow down and say you know instead of saying say how are you they might say say how are you and then we say it again and we're able to use that technology to figure out whether or not they're saying it correctly and then they're, they're able to, you know, there's the gamified aspect of it as they go through, they're able to get the theme of Joy School English in the, in the early ages, there's different little bugs and things that are the different characters in there. And so there's a, something called the, the beehive that they get to go to, which is a kind of a reward space where they get enough honeycomb as they're getting things right, then they get to go a place and games and have some fun, have a little break, and then they jump back into their learning trajectory. But we're trying to just utilize as much technology as possible to be able to create this really special virtual, like I was saying, kind of foster this person-to-person -person conversation as much as possible. So like, for example, we have a, a new activity we're putting in called Daisy Chain, where we have um, 
the kids within the program, there's, there's, there's a lot of kids doing teaching, but they also have Miss Daisy, who's the virtual teacher in the program that they're familiar with. And in this activity, um, I don't know if you've ever seen um, the app Marco Polo, but it's like asynchronous conversation yes. going back and forth with people. And so it's kind of set up similar to that where Miss Daisy pops up and says, hey, what do you want to do today? And, and she gives them some options. And she, they, one of the options would be like, let's go to the zoo. So suddenly they say, let's go to the zoo. And the speech rec analyzes that. And it says, okay, they want to go to the zoo. So the next thing pops up is a video of Miss Daisy standing at the zoo. And she says, welcome to the zoo. What animal do you want to see today? And then, you know, they, she pre-recorded, all these videos are pre-recorded. So if they say, I want to see a tiger, then the algorithms go in the back and they say, okay, they want to see a tiger. And then Miss Daisy pops up and says, hey, look, here's the tiger. It's right behind me. And so they're able to have this really cool interaction asynchronously. But for all the kids know, they're, they're having this conversation like it's a FaceTime right. conversation with, uh, with Miss Daisy. And again, it's all about making the connection. When I speak and I say something, it creates something on the screen or it creates a conversation or it creates making those connections for them. It's really powerful to see. And it's created this fun way to interact and speak and practice. And we're making sure that they're able to speak and say it. And then the speech rec is analyzing it as they go through and we can coach them through. And, you know, so that's one example. Another example would be something called Spectacular in the program where they have this big canvas on the screen and all the vocabulary they're learning they can say it and it's going to pop up on the screen. So they're learning bus, they're learning backpack, learning all these things mm -hmm. and they're all going to pop up on the screen and then they can drag them around and kind of create this piece of art with all the words that they're speaking. And those are a couple examples. We're just trying to be really innovative in, in ways that kids can use their, their voices instead of, you know, a lot of times apps are just, you know, tap, 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 but we right. want to be speak, 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 and they control their experience with their voice. And, and so that, that's what we're trying to do to kind of foster that confidence. That's a tremendous amount of language output for the students. And as you're talking, I'm thinking about lesson planning that I used to do. And it would be controlled choice because I say, okay, we're, going, we're all gonna to go to the zoo. And then there would be like seven animals they could choose from that I had gotten text from, right? But that is the beauty of using technology because now individual students can say what they would like and get a response in real time and allowing them, as you said, just opposed to clicking to using their output, which obviously supports your, you know, your goal for oral language proficiency. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. And while we can never replace teachers, right? Never, ever. Never. This never. is a great way to enhance the work that is taking place in terms of language learning and to allow students to move at different levels and you know, have some control over what they are learning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, and I just wanted to jump in real quick and say that last piece, how they have control over their learning. One of the things that we repeat over and over again as we're developing the software is we want the kids to be the architects of their future. And we want them to feel that autonomy and that ability to do that. And everything we create using the latest in technology and letting go of some of the things that may, maybe are getting a little bit old and just going with the latest and greatest to make sure that we get them using their oral language the best we can. Eli, what were you gonna say? Yeah, I would just add, Suzanne, you brought up a really important point and that is teachers. We, we love teachers. We feel like well, everything we're doing is to support and enhance teachers. And so in addition to the individual platform for students, so students can access Joy School English from, from a smartphone, from a tablet, from, from a computer, really any device, it's all touch, 
kind of enabled. So a touchscreen device, there's different activities where they're going and they can move the phone around to play the game and do things like that. So, so fun and it's, it's, it's easily accessible. You know, most, most people these days have access to a smartphone. But in addition to that, we also have some awesome teacher resources. So we have an interactive teacher menu that a teacher can put up onto a smart board or interactive whiteboard in the classroom that goes in conjunction with some lesson plans that we have that kind of follow the trajectory of the kids as they go through. So this, these lesson plans are scripted. They can be very scripted to the point where a teacher can just kind of follow them or a teacher can have the autonomy to say, I like this, I like this, I want to do this, I want to do that. And so depending, you know, all teachers are different. Some, some teachers like it really scripted, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Yes. And some teachers say, no, 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 this is my baby. I want to figure this out. And so we're going to give you these resources. So we're, we're talking about fun, interactive activities they can do in addition, in addition to what they're already doing on the app at home or at school. These are fun kind of smaller whole group activities that they can work on together uh, in order to, you know, get a kid up in front of the class to do some modeling, practice, play a game, get kids moving around, singing songs, having fun, doing that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's some really cool teacher technology pieces as well, in addition to a teacher platform where they can log in and they can really specifically be able to see how the kids are doing, how they're progressing. You know, that's pretty common in a lot of technology programs. But what we love is we also have what we call student artifacts, which are all of the recordings and all the things that the kids are working on as they go through. Anytime they're speaking, we're recording them. So a teacher can be able to kind of come into a time stamped, kind of see their trajectory through the program. And then there's different, you know, different color coded things they can click on. And when they click on certain things, they're going to see these artifacts. So it might be a recording of a student reading a book or saying a phrase or singing a song, you know, on this date. And then, you know, you can you can follow their trajectory down two weeks later and listen to them again. And you're able to kind of hear that progress happening, uh, which is which is a really powerful thing for teachers, but also for parents to be able parents can log into this platform and listen to it and just to be able to be a little bit more involved in their kids learning, you know? Yeah, I think that's beautiful, you know, the portfolio approach and that there's a time and a date stamp on there so you can see what it looks like. And oftentimes we forget the progress that is being made. And so it's so important to be able to go back and really see the difference. Oh, this is what Eli sounded like when he started with us in, you know, January, but now here we are in September and look at the gains. As you were talking, I was just thinking that now I understand why you call it Joy School. Right. I mean, I'm like, oh, I would love to be able to, you know, tell Miss Daisy <laughs> that I want to go to the zoo and what animals do I want to yeah. see. And, you know, as the words are popping up on the screen, it's that highly engaging, student driven, but with a clear goal on language output and production all weaved into one. So yeah. I, I'm not surprised now that it's in 25 countries and it's being used. And hopefully um, our listeners will definitely take a peek and see what it is. Think about if it's something that can be brought to your district. Keep your eye on these brothers because they're constantly evolving and finding new ways to bring language communities together, really making sure that this big wide world becomes that much closer and that much more in contact. Exactly. Thank you, Suzanne. It's been so fun talking to you. I'll just say if anybody's interested to check out what we're doing, you can just go to joyschoolenglish.com. And you can get an idea, see some samples of what we're trying to do. And, and um, you know, if you're interested in talking more, we'd love to talk with you. At the end of the day, we, we want to help your kids build that oral confidence and just be excited about learning. And as a result, we want to help them make connections, just like we've been able to connect today, Suzanne. It's been so fun to talk and have this conversation. That's the power of language, right? That's what we can do when we can speak and communicate. 
Absolutely. So I want to thank you and Tal for joining me today, letting our listeners hear a little bit about your personal journey and uh, what you've been working on in the professional realm. And here on Bilingual in America, we have a hashtag that says speak your beauty. And by speaking with the two of you today, it is clear that the two of you embody that hashtag of speak your beauty. So thank you for your contributions to the multilingual communities in America and beyond. Thank you, thank you so much for talking with you. Allegra Learning believes that their mission, a life full of meaningful connection, is best accomplished when kids everywhere have the right tools to shape their own future. To create access for all, Joy for All is a new program that provides opportunities for customers, businesses, nonprofit organizations, and individuals to partner with Allegra Learning in giving Joy School English to children who may not have the opportunity to access this program. The Joy for All program accomplishes this in two ways. By donating 10% of all revenue in the form of free licenses and by giving one-to-one match donations from custom partnerships. Joy School English is the perfect way for young children to learn English and develop character-building values that incorporate social and emotional learning with relatable phrases, built-in reward systems, unique art, and fun stories. Young children are captivated by the Joy School English program. To find out more, please visit joyschoollearning.com. Speak your beauty. Thank you for your interest in the stories we share. By sharing, following, and liking our podcast on anchor.fm bilingual in America and our Instagram blog at bilingualinamerica.podcast, you are speaking your beauty. We welcome your comments and feedback. Follow us, like us, share us.